Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast. I am your host, Jürgen Graf, and I'm joined today not by Lachlan, for, uh, who's, who's been my co-host for the last few weeks. To replace him, I invited five other people. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll be able to fill his shoes, but I'm joined by Kelly. Hi, Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Kelly? I'm also joined by Jackson. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Dakota. G'day, g'day. Matt. Hello. And Ruben. Hello. So there might be a few new faces, uh, new voices, I guess, and uh, a few familiar voices you heard there. Of course, maybe most people will know Kelly from a few episodes and um, Jackson and Dakota kind of as, as our guests for... When was the last time you guys were on? Was it for Mulan? Yeah, Mulan 2020. Mm, yeah, that was... That was really exciting, Mulan 2020. But I mean, we did Mulan, uh, we did an RTA, rolled that again on the original Mulan. That was pretty exciting. First time guests over from our Discord channel, Ruben and Matt. Uh, I guess it would it would be beneficiary to just, I guess, reintroduce everyone just so everyone can associate a voice. Although it might be confusing with six different people speaking over the course of this episode. And and we, we can't put on a name tag on an audio file. So we'll try our best. Maybe everyone can, I guess, uh, change their voice a little bit. So make them more distinguishable, you know. Someone um, could go lower, someone could go higher. Uh, I guess the easiest to distinguish is Kelly, but uh, Kelly, Kelly, hey. uh, tell, us, tell, us, tell us a little bit about you. Who, who are you? Um, you want me to introduce myself? Oh my goodness. Um, yes, just really so, quickly. To distinguish me from the others, I'm the only girl here today. And also, <laughs> exactly, that's all we need to know. <laughs> I am Thank the one hit wonder that you can hear in every drunk cast. That's me. <laughs> that is true. You are the staple yeah. of the of the drunk cast. Yeah, Ex- I am really the drunk exciting cast queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the exclusive Patreon show that we that monthly Patreon show. So <laughs> go check that out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jackson, Jackson, what about you? Tell us something about you. I like animations. I like animating, and I like to review with one word. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love your one word word reviews. They uh, sum it up quite to the point. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit different that way. Some people might know that I don't get to the point. Also joined by Dakota. Dakota, tell us something about you. I like cheese. Interesting. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm the other Australian Jackson's friend. Apparently, our audio sounds exactly the same. So good luck, everyone listening. <laughs> and if you can tell the difference, you're racist, right? That's Jackson's joke. Don't get him started. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, Ruben, what about you? Hello. So I'm from the United Kingdom, and I probably have the worst microphone out of all of you, so you should be able to tell the difference with me. No, you're fine. You're fine. But uh, I, I guess we will uh, hear that. I guess some people can't tell the difference between UK and, and Australia, and that's really weird to me because it, it does sound quite different. And then last but not least, Matt. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself. Oh, I see. Uh, I am Matt. Uh, I'm from Belgium. I'm weirdly enough going to be speaking with an American accent. And that's about it. Well, interesting. I think just because we have a wide range of 
international accents, it will be interesting. Maybe it makes it a bit easier to to differentiate between all the speakers. But what are we doing today? Uh, well, our main topic will be the Secret Center film raffle that we did over the last few weeks over on our Discord. So if you do want to join our Discord, we will be doing raffles in the future. We also are planning to do more stuff over on there, maybe watch-alongs and stuff like that. So definitely join. Uh, we are quite active on there. And uh, yeah, come and have a chat with us, I guess. So for today's show, uh, we don't really have any any news. We'll just get into uh, a long what we've been watching segment, uh, the Secret Santa edition. And uh, that will be it for this special Christmas episode. For the news, we did have Disney's investor call. Um, about a week ago, I think now. And so, so, so much news that we could fill an entire episode. So we're not going to touch on it here, but just lots of like Marvel, Star Wars stuff. Exciting for fans for sure. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll get to it some other time, maybe closer to when some of these shows actually uh, and films are about to release. But uh, there is some stuff releasing today, actually, on the 25th of December. We got Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max. Um, I guess US exclusively. I don't know how it is for you guys, but the cinemas here in Switzerland have closed again until um, the 21st of January. So I don't know when I'll be able to see Wonder Woman. I know for Ruben in the UK, the cinemas are closed again as well, right? I thought they were open, to be honest. Oh, they open? <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. It's, it's, it's going back and forth with the regulations. So... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess. Uh, how, how about Australia? Are cinemas open at the moment in, uh, well, in, in Down Under? Well, in the NT in Australia, we've had the cinemas open since like July. And like, they haven't closed down again. Yeah, we have had like no COVID cases here for so long. It just depends what state you're in. For us, we had them open for the longest time as well, like in a lot of places in, in Europe. But then the cases spiked quite drastically. And uh, no cinemas again for another month. Yeah, we'll see how we can watch Wonder Woman 1984 uh, whenever it comes out here. But something that we all can watch is over on Disney Plus, Soul, the new Pixar film. You don't get that with the Disney Plus subscription, though. You gotta pay up. You gotta pay even more, I think, than Mulan. You gotta be pay 35 bucks this time which is quite pricey but it's almost like their new Milan is gonna fail <laughs> i mean i don't it's we still don't have any data on that so the, the only like i guess positive i don't know if it's positive but um out of the the hbo warner deal is that we kind of have to get data on streaming stuff uh quite detailed data because otherwise you can't evaluate if a movie did well or not in the future, if it's like a big movie that needs kind of uh, that kind of data. But anyways, we're going to uh, check that out once it comes out. And uh, we'll probably have an episode for that one as well. And then also the Small X series on Amazon Prime is uh, all five anthology films are out now, as well as Sylvie's Love, probably like a smaller film. But I caught it and thought it was pretty, uh, pretty good. That comes out today as well on Prime. But yeah, that's that's it for news. Let's get into what we've been watching, our Secret Santa edition. And we're just going to run down the list of all the picks that everyone got. Obviously, we're not joined by uh, Lachlan. He uh, did, however, participate in uh, the film raffle and he got Akira. 
Uh, I myself got The Holiday, Kelly got The Iron Giant, Jackson got Kubo and The Two Strings, Dakota got Alita Battle Angel, Ruben had uh, The Apartment, and Matt got Monos. To start us off, I just want everyone to guess who their secret Santa was. I'll just start us off with what everyone picked. So I got all the I got all the messages over on Discord. So I will be uh, revealing who thought their secret Santa was, and then shortly we will reveal who um, actually was their secret Santa. So Matt, who got Monos. Um, believe that Lachlan was his secret Santa. We'll see in a second if that is true. Then Jackson guessed that Kelly was a secret Santa. Kelly thought in return that it would be Jackson. <laughs> Dakota thought it was it was me that wrecked him. And uh, Ruben thought Matt was his. So and I thought mine was Kelly. So I guess obviously we can't hear from Lachlan what, what he thought, but let's just reveal who got it right so matt you thought it was lachlan <laughs> and you are actually right with that <laughs> wow. i mean what uh, who could have thought <laughs> can you can you reveal what led you to this revelation well uh i was going through the through some reviews on letterboxd and i noticed Lachlan's preview of it and i was like damn it i honestly thought it was uh either dakota or jackson and so I didn't think I would recognize their profile name, or I don't even know if they have one. Fine, I try to avoid it as best as possible uh, to yeah, not see who, who watched the film, but it's it's obviously a bit hard. So Monos, okay, so you got it right. So that means um, once we get around this whole revealing thing, who was who, you will get to start us off with your thoughts on, on Monos. Let's move on to Kelly. Kelly thought it was Jackson. Jackson, <laughs> was it you? It wasn't. Oh, speak up, Dakota. <laughs> it was me. Yes, Dakota. Yeah, I went oh yeah, to and chose the first good movie I saw. <laughs> I think it was Which, more. It was actually like the third page. <laughs> I think it was me thinking that oh, animation. I only know that Jackson likes animation, and I didn't uh, know Dakota. I, like so. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> now I know. All right. <laughs> anyway, so so moving on to Dakota. Dakota, you thought it was me. And that is wrong. It was not me. So Damn. the secret Santa speak up. Who had Dakota? It was I. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> I honestly didn't think it would be you because I thought you would be the kind of person. Well, I know you're the kind of person who would pick Sharknado or something for me. Exactly. <laughs> I just threw you off. You threw me off hella hard. I hit my head on the curb and everything. <laughs> also i think that jackson is one of the people who would be someone uh, would be, like he would be someone who appreciates alita battle angel quite a lot for like all the cgi just because you're into that and uh yeah I, but i mean for me it would have been hard for, to pick for you dakota just because i'm um, i i don't re i would have gone probably with an animated movie if it if it were me maybe that's a hint for the future <laughs> uh next christmas. all right let's move on <laughs> next christmas now well we are planning on doing one um for valentine's day which will be a rom-com romance uh, exclusive if that sounds interesting to anyone no i will refrain from just wrecking one of the before movies to the person i get I will, I will have that much agency over my action. But uh, Ruben, Ruben thought it was Matt. Matt, is that true? Uh, yes. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> Obviously. So Big you time. wrecked him the apartment, a uh, classic from the 60s. I, I yeah, I think it was pretty obvious because I'm the only one who's seen a black and white movie of you people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Cut us some slack. I've seen my fair share. Yeah, the shame. Damn. I watched Logan in black and white. <laughs> Close enough. I watched Mad Max and Parasite in black and white. <laughs> Ruben, you got it right as well. So I guess. And then lastly, I got The Holiday. And I believe it will make the most sense if Kelly got me. No way. Is that, that No, never. It could have never been me. Come on. It, it, <laughs> you're fucking with me. So that is obviously you. <laughs> I can tell you put on your sarcastic voice. I love the fact that it was a Christmas raffle and I was the only one who suggested <laughs> like a proper Christmas movie. You know? Hey, mine was a Christmas yeah. movie. Was it? Was yeah. it? Oh, the apartment is... A, I didn't even know that. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, me is someone who's uh has been labeled multiple times by Kelly as the Grinch. Uh, it's funny that I'm the one who gets like the most Christmassy film and also rom com, my my favorite genre. <laughs> so. Did you cry in the end though? Did you have some fun? Did you feel some feeling? I I, I much like the Grinch, I was uh, kind of hesitant and eager to destroy all the fun that everyone is having. And by the end of it, uh, I felt the same. No, I did feel something. It was it was fun. It was a fun rom-com. I think it's one of the better rom-coms. But I mean, I'll get into my thoughts and uh, to everyone who's seen it, they can join into this discussion. Uh, I got it right as well. So, But I will not start us off. I will uh, give Matt the floor for Monos. So what were your thoughts on Monos? Cool, but it's going to skip me. Uh, what? No, Jackson, did I skip you? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I feel terrible. Uh, Wait, Jackson, Jackson. uh, How did I? Professionalism is thrown out the window. No, um, Jackson, you guessed it was Kali, but I guess we already know that that is wrong. So Yeah, uh, because it had incredible visuals, so that would have been my guess. But if it's not her, then who was it? (laughs) Yeah, who was it? Speak up. That was me. Last but not least, Ruben. Um, (laughs) Yeah, who has seen Kubo and the Two Strings? I have. I have. <laughs> I guess you you two are the only ones who who saw that film. Uh but yeah, anyways. <laughs> let's get back onto track. Matt, start us off with Monos. Well, wait a minute. Um who gave Akira to Lachlan? Uh yeah, I mean, uh I guess everyone with their deduction skills should have figured that out by now, Matt. I guess for the slow ones of you, yeah. I will reveal that it was Thank I you. who wrecked Akira to Lachlan. Um yeah. Okay. But yeah, but I guess we're not going to talk much more about Akira. Yeah, sure. Let's get into Mono. I mean, definitely check it out if you haven't. Um, it's a movie from the 80s back in the time when Japanese animation had like kind of no budget limit. So they just went all out and crazy with the type of stuff that they did. And Akira is just that to the to the like the, the furthest degree. Uh, it's super entertaining and uh yeah, pretty fun to watch. So if you haven't check it out. Let's hope Lachlan <laughs> start this thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what Lachlan thought. But I thought it, it would definitely be something that he would enjoy quite a bit. Just because I think um the visual style and how quick it is is and the editing. I think it's something that um he he likes quite a bit. So did, did uh, someone say visuals? <laughs> I knew I would get you with that. You should check it out for the visuals alone. I Kelly. will. 
One day, one day. But yeah, Matt, start us off with Monos. I made a little thing for Monos. Uh, Monos is a 2019 movie directed by Alejandro Landes. It is a Colombian movie, so the the language is Spanish. Uh, the music was done by somebody named Michachu, which is like a stage name. Uh, and it's the same person who did uh, the music for Under the Skin, if anybody's seen that. I have, by the way. I've only heard a bit of the music from Under the Skin, uh, but I have not seen the movie. But it does sound exciting with that kind of composer working on both projects yeah uh his his, the first half of the movie it's um it's very minimalistic ambient noises uh there's a like a little whistle in it that repeats every now and then uh, pretty great it uh, it gets progressively more crazy uh, as the movie goes on the movie is about a guerrilla group uh, of kids that are around 15 i think think so they live on a remote mountaintop uh in like old ruins and there's there's pretty much nothing there it's like uh, it's just uh, it's just grass and mud uh they they play a game that's the start of the movie they play like soccer with blindfolds on and there's like little bells on the ball and they do stuff like that um basically they have to take care of a prisoner there they have to look after her it's a it's a female of i'd say around 40 maybe a little older i don't know who's an american and they also get a cow that they have to take care of uh yeah so i'm gonna get into like the characters now uh they all have fun little nicknames uh so the the prisoner is called doctora which probably means doctor <laughs> I, would I would guess so yeah maybe <laughs> That's a little bit of a clue. Then. then you have Wolf and Bigfoot, who are um, kind of the alpha males of the group. Then you have Lady and Sweet, who are um, the girls, pretty much. Uh, they don't have uh, all that much. Uh, you know, I think they're also treated differently because they're girls. Um, then you have Rambo and Smurf, who are more of the innocent ones of the group. And you have Boom Boom and Dog. No, wait. Um, yeah, no, Boom Boom and Dog. Yeah, that does sound right. I think so. Yeah, yeah, Boom Boom and Dog. They're more uh, the introverts of the group. You know, they don't talk much. They don't say much. Mm-hmm. They do interact with the other characters. I also wanted to say something about, like, the realism of it. Like, for instance, something happens to uh, the prisoner at one point, and, like, Rambo starts crying at it which like you wouldn't expect uh yeah i, I don't want to give too much spoilers so i guess i won't go into it <laughs> um uh there's also a little trainer guy that comes in that uh a, a little person i guess that's what you call him right uh, I, th- I, th- I believe that is politically yeah I'm, I'm not trying to be uh yeah i'm trying to be politically correct uh but he is ripped by the way <laughs> that guy right and he, uh, he is really ripped yeah yeah so uh that you is wouldn't a buff, watch the movie as buff well, little dude wait sorry what did you say i said you wouldn't watch the movie as well by the way oh uh, yeah i did just last night uh because we did have a pack that uh i guess that you watched the apartment yeah. and monos and, and then the, i was kind the of holiday just, not the apartment at the holiday not the apartment sorry i i I would have loved to watch The Apartment as well. I will do that as well. But yeah, I know I watched The Holiday. I clearly lost that And then I saw that you watched it. And then I felt bad. I felt like, oh shit, he's doing it. So I have to do it too. <laughs> and it's been on my watch list for, for a long time. Uh, Lachlan talked about it a bunch last year. And uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, it's 
It has kind of those Lord of the Flies vibes of just... Um, that, that was the next thing I was going to say. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I'm taking yeah, it away from you. I Matt, Matt, you. <laughs> please continue. Uh, what I was going to say is that uh, actually, so the trainer guy comes in, I think, twice in the movie, you know, after a couple of weeks, I guess. And uh, apparently, so he, he trains them really hard. And apparently the guy, the little person, was a real guerrilla fighter. And he actually trained the kids for real for, uh, I don't know, maybe a day or two. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do that in, but I, I read that somewhere. And the first 40 minutes are very slow, but, you know, they're not boring. They're pretty engaging. But after the first 40 minutes, I was like, okay, please something else happen. Because I thought, oh, no, the movie's going to just go down after this point. But... The opposite happens and uh, we change sceneries and they go to the jungle uh, and it gets a lot more uh, active, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it gets quite crazy. Yeah, it gets in the quite plot crazy. And lots of moving parts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, something I was going to mention is in the first 40 minutes, especially like think about it, they don't have much to do. So pretty much. A lot of things are, they, they do like weird sexual experimenting with each other, which is a little, you know, strange because they're kids essentially. Yeah. Uh, and there's actually one part. Should I spoil this, Ewan? Um, well, I mean, if you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead. 30 seconds i'd say it's not uh, it's not a big spoiler but um yeah there's a, a swede which is one of the girls is um holding a gun on the prisoner at one point and uh this is during a war section and uh a bomb explodes and you can see that swede is so scared even though she's the one with the gun basically you know she starts like kissing the uh the prisoner which is a little weird because this is a 50 year old <laughs> girl kissing a 40 year old woman you know and uh and like yeah i'm not gonna say anything more than that but it's, it was a pretty powerful scene you know and yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely always uh kind of weird when you follow, like, young kids and then you get in, like, they get, not, they don't get uh, sexualized that much, but it's more them kind of, uh, it's, it's not like, cuties. figuring out <laughs> their sexual identities, in a sense, and it, it, when it's done wrong, it can feel predatory yeah, it, 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 it but i think it's fine just because it's, it's so it's very yeah well exactly because it's so bare, bare bone and like everyone's kind of animalistic anyways yeah that's so word, it, yeah. it feels authentic to the narrative of the story yeah so the second half is a lot more intense and rogue and uh, animalistic as some would say the ending does i felt was a little abrupt like i could have used another 10 minutes maybe mm -hmm. Uh, and then overall, you know, uh, the the cinematography and sound were just top notch. Uh, the acting was very realistic and believable, even though they were all kids. And then there's a fun fact: the guy playing. Has anybody seen Hannah Montana? <laughs> Who hasn't? Who has? I, Who has I, not I seen this? I'm a little older than you guys, I guess. Is that my childhood? Uh, no, that's. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, it is. Right. Um, so two different little, people the little kid from uh hannah montana called rico is in rico. <laughs> and uh he's ripped by the way <laughs> as they all are damn yeah he, he is ripped <laughs> yeah so i didn't know he's him but ready. i read that about the movie i thought that was a fun little uh if you want to see uh ripped 15 year old rico go for it <laughs> 
Yeah. Ewan, do you have anything else to say? Well, I mean, I thought it was just funny that they had to, like, had this uh, almost um, a sacrilegious cow that arrived there. And it was pretty similar to another film that, that like, uh, First Cow that oh, came I out this year that. as well from, from the, the US. And it, it feels kind of funny to have the Colombian version of them um, having to look over the cow, uh, however long they're successful at that, I guess. But uh, yeah, funny the parallel stuff, which is uh, Colombian first car would be a, a pretty funny short review for this film. <laughs> uh, or maybe um, Colombian first car with guns uh, would sum it up quite nicely. That would be a review that Jackson probably would write if he had seen the film. Yeah, no, I, I love the visuals, just uh, the artwork for it, uh, the poster is super, super stunning. Kelly, I know you, you just got, you woke up again when I said visuals. Um, yes. I don't think it's, it's something that you would enjoy particularly because it is uh, kind of really rough on <laughs> the war stuff and the violence. Yeah, and realistic. dude, everyone must have been miserable filming this because they're like, they're always in the mud they're outside. It's like, it's either raining or wet or and, like they go into rivers. This this was, must have been a toll. Um, it reminded me a, a little bit of maybe parts of Apocalypse Now in, in the way that it just you can feel that it was intense to shoot a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I read that in a lot of reviews. Uh, people saying it was similar to uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, Apocalypse Now. Um, I guess any Vietnam movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is similar to that and that it is a, a rough war. But uh, definitely something that uh, I would recommend. And um, I guess, Matt, you would recommend it too, right? Yeah, uh, basically the only thing I wanted to say was that I... Yeah, I, I really loved it, and I wish I could have seen it on the big screen. Yeah, uh, th this would have been definitely a great film to watch on the big screen. Um, from what Lachlan uh, praised about it, just uh, in like the way that it was filmed, the cinematography, I was kind of expecting a bit more, but I, I went in with like really high expe expectations for the visual, visual presentation of the film. But uh, I think just the narrative and the characters are strong as well. Kind of uh, hold it up. They, they're quite on par with uh, all the technical aspects as well. But um, yeah, I think that is it for Monos. So let's move on to the next film. Ruben, let's talk about The Apartment. Yes, so The Apartment, if anyone hasn't seen it, which is most of you guys apart from Matt, uh, that came out in <laughs> yes. 1960. And that's in black and white as well. So it's directed by Billy Wilder, who's kind of a pretty well-known director of the time, I'd say, to say the least. And that stars Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine, who also, they were kind of the, the big guys at the time in terms of actors. So if you don't know the plot, it's basically set in one guy's apartment, as the name suggests. This guy lives on his own. He's not really got much going on. But no, he, he lives in a massive office in New York City. And the kind of plot of the movie is that he rents it out to guys working in his office and the reason he rents it out is for them to cheat on their wives in his apartment while he's out so every time he's out of his house there's normally someone sleeping in there with someone while he's away and he kind of gets tied down by that he can never go home when he wants he can never do what he wants there's always someone sleeping in his apartment with someone else but not him so it's a comedy but it also kind of leans into a tragedy I'd say at times it shifts tone from funny to comedic pretty much at the click of a finger but for a movie that came out in 1960 I'd say it holds up very well I laughed a lot of the time all the jokes kind of are still relevant today it's got a lot of 
lot of stuff to say about itself and I really loved it to be honest if you use the letterbox they gave it five stars and the like so that's pretty much the highest thing you can give it I can't really fault it all the writing was kind of pinpoint there's all setups and payoffs nothing kind of went to waste there's some great big reveals and twists which I won't go into detail too but I think everyone should experience this film it really is great well I'm really looking forward to just from your review to watching it <laughs> have you seen any other Billy Wilder films I'm not that's my first but I have got Sunset Boulevard planned to watch soon after that because I did love that. Yeah, I assume Matt has seen quite a few of his films. Just, <laughs> I, just a wild guess. Yeah, I've seen almost all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. I've only seen uh, three. I've seen um, Sunset Boulevard and uh, Double in- Indemnity and Witness for the Prosecution. Oh, great. But, yeah. yeah, but I mean, um, he, he's got some great films up in, in there. I mean, Ace in a Hole is another one. I think Sabrina is something that a lot of people yeah. like as well. So uh, definitely a director to check out that uh, does some funny stuff, but also good drama. And I guess also uh, one of the best noir films. Um, but yeah, Ruben, did you have anything else to add for The Apartment other than just urge everyone to go see it? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously go see it if you haven't. That's It definitely holds up better than most movies of that time very well. And But no, it's pretty much a flawless movie. I can't really fault it. Go watch it. Thank you for your review. So let's move on to the next. Who, who got someone right? Uh, who guessed right? So I think maybe I'm next. Could it be? I think so. All right. I don't have as extensive of a, re- a review as, as you uh, guys have. But I mean, I watched The Holiday. Who, who um, in this call has also seen The Holiday? Well, uh, obviously, I, I have seen it yeah. a couple times. I wish You've seen I it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Matt. You gave it two and a half stars, so it can't be too bad. For <laughs> Lachlan, as That's some people already bad. know this, but anything I rate two and a half stars or above is something that Lachlan considers worth watching. <laughs> so that's kind of the rule so it applies here as well you gave it two and a half and i gave it three stars i thought it was a it was a pretty good film what's i guess this is the only rom-com in this pick and the, uh, other than the apartment who's set around um christmas it also like is featured quite a lot in the holiday and i mean there's there's lots of rom-coms set around the, the holidays so what's everyone's favorite rom-com movie set around the holidays the apartment <laughs> Is it the only one you've seen, Matt? No, no, I've seen a lot. Aren't most uh, holiday movies rom-com, basically? I think uh, quite a few of them are. I mean, we we won't get into the debate that some of them are action films um, oh, set no. in Los Angeles. but Well, there's, uh, a, there's a romance <laughs> in that, I guess. I mean, pretty much every movie has some kind of yeah. B plot line that is in a way like a romantic subplot yeah this this is um what is the holiday (laughs) i guess it's about two women on um the different side side of the pond uh one from the uk and then one from the u.s one cameron diaz from the u.s is a, a rich businesswoman who does trailers for movies and um kate winslet what does she do she's a writer exactly she's a journalist and uh, they both just kind of want to get out of the place that they're at right now just because they both are in a weird place in their romantic relationships. So they just want to head out and have 
some fun, go abroad, just get some distance between their problems and maybe get distracted by a handsome man. So that's what they do. They kind of exchange houses. So uh, yeah, Cameron Diaz, she goes to the UK and vice versa with Kate Winslet. And uh, they basically kind of do a switched life thing, <laughs> I guess, in a sense. Although I probably wouldn't say switched life because Cameron Diaz starts a relationship with Kate uh, with Jude Law, uh, the brother from I, I don't know the characters' names to be honest. Uh, Iris Iris is Kate Winston's character um, over in the UK. She starts a relationship with uh, his brother, and I don't think they they had the same kind of relationship. So it's not like completely swapping um, lives because I do think they're not step brothers uh, as step siblings, but. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, what do you expect? You know, maybe what? it's best if you just stop talking now. <laughs> You're not I, making it better. <laughs> I don't want to, I, I, I don't have that much positive uh, stuff to say about the film, but I did enjoy it. Oh, come but, on. I mean, okay, Kelly, Kelly, tell us, uh, maybe tell us why you love The Holiday so much. Um, well, see, now that you said that you love it so much, it's it's not that I love it. <laughs> I just enjoy watching it. Because, like, in general, I like movies that make me feel good. And it's one of those feel-good movies, you know? I think it's just adorable, kind of. thought it was fitting to make you suffer a bit. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? See, I was, see, I was thinking. I, I wasn't sure if you were trying to make me suffer a bit. Just because you know that I don't really like rom-coms. And I don't really like holiday films. So, but I, I guess I was right. But I didn't, I mean, you failed. I didn't suffer too much because he didn't give me, like, a bad film. But I have a question for you. Did I Yeah. Did I manage to change your opinion just a little bit about yeah, as I said before. Rom-coms? Oh, no, not in general. <laughs> no. Kelly, I've watched 320 films this year so far, and I'm still going. And, uh, or like, uh, of uh, 2020 films, I have to say. I watched about 850 in total. But I saw a few holiday films this year alone. And none of them were good. Like all of them were pretty shite. So uh, <laughs> it has not changed my opinion overall oh, of, of uh, holiday rom coms. But a D holiday is is a fun way to get distracted, I'd say. But uh, let's move on, Kelly, to I guess the Iron Giant. Oh Lord, the Iron Giant. Um, I was actually surprised to get that because I wasn't expecting anything like that. I thought I was gonna get something that was like either super gay or super visual or you know <laughs> so i certainly wasn't expecting that um so it's from 1999 right it's really cute so, yeah. yeah it's very cute um my letterbox review said although predictable it's so cute from brad bird it tells the story of this young boy who's in a small town in like the 50s i think in america and he mm-hmm. finds like this massive metal robot that eats metal like in the woods and they become best friends and i'm gonna say it was really cute to watch and i was constantly comparing it to robots have you seen that one <laughs> it's just- just kind of the main, the, the main <laughs> characters they look kind of similar like a little bit just a little uh, you just think like from the face the face yes. looks kind of similar the yeah face. it does it looks so similar it might have been some inspiration in robots from the iron giant Gossel. i kind of think so but also i was more comparing it to lilo and stitch 
because it has a very similar kind of you know like the the weird robot animal thing from like outer space or from from the unknown that becomes friends with like a small child and then you know cat yeah, storyline yeah it, but it was yeah. so cute i haven't seen et so you can roast me now <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. i'm not gonna roast you i i love the iron giant and i think pretty much everyone has like at least that is present right now has seen the iron giant we even did an episode on it uh, a couple of months ago um, mm-hmm. on the podcast. I have you a check it out. Even you haven't seen it? You, I haven't seen it. What? That is crazy. That is outrageous, Wait, Dakota. Even though I so, gave it to you, I still haven't actually seen it. Oh my goodness. Imagine recommending something <laughs> that you haven't seen. <laughs> you like the HIV positive of film recommendations. <laughs> well, I knew it was a good movie. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, it Dakota, definitely I check it out because it's something I've been meaning to watch, and I was going to watch it before the podcast, and I've just forgot. Actually, Dakota, that is kind of goaded what you did. That is that is pretty smart because this way, even if like Kelly was to were to look on the page of the Iron Giant, your log of the film wouldn't show up. I mean, it's not like I, I don't think you use Letterbox, but if, if you I did, that would have been a pretty pretty good play to kind of misdirect (laughs) (laughs) i'm genius uh yeah uh the iron giant i think it's it's available here in switzerland uh, on netflix yeah go check it out great film love it a lot i reckon after this i'm gonna get drunk and watch it it's also on the australian netflix apparently i just saw so there's no excuse uh, yeah if you got netflix i don't know if you have netflix dakota (laughs) but yeah definitely check it out dakota do you want to move on to your pick well, I guess your your movie. Yes. So my movie was Alita Battle Angel, selected by Jackson, which still surprises me. So it's a movie about a cyborg who was found in a pile of junk, doesn't have any memory, and she's got very big eyes. That is the one and only time I'm going to mention the eyes. And it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. If anyone knows that name, you will have seen some very good movies, such <laughs> as Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And all the Spy Kids movies. <laughs> did you know that they they are doing um a Netflix thing for? Shark yes, I did. No, I'm wait, wait. excited for it. Except Taylor Lautner is not going to be Shark Boy, and I'm sad. <laughs> I don't know if it will be done again by Robert Rodriguez, but he's definitely an interesting director. Yeah, honestly, the main big bad who isn't revealed till like after the halfway point of the movie looks like a Spy Kids character. Now that I know. I didn't know that watching the movie that it was a Robert Rodriguez movie. Wait, which because character? Like, the um, the one who sees all or whatever they call him in the movie. Mm. I've seen this film, but I don't remember I what he's it. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we'll have to find a picture of him and link it in. Yeah, and um, it's a very CGI heavy movie, so I should have expected Jackson would pick it. Actually, now that I think about it, the CGI is amazing. I wasn't the biggest fan of some of the characters' skin. It looked what? a bit. Um, <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> no, I mean like um, like Alita herself, her skin doesn't look right. Oh, it looks yeah, no, it looks looks. Fake, so that yeah. might just be me being cynical i don't know i mean it, it is one of the first uh, like it's it's a kind of a technical revelation uh, yeah revelation something new that they are trying out uh with the kind of what it feels like a head and and an eye enlargement 
is what they're doing. Well, it's basically like a full body replacement, just making it look vaguely like an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the time, the CGI was revolutionary. I think it even won I some awards. Really good, but the characters that are just humans with their heads on CGI characters is done really good in most of the movie, except for one scene right near the end. I don't want to spoil it because it's actually a very like spoiler heavy scene. Yeah, but the visuals just aren't aren't on par with with what they're trying to tell in the narrative. Um, yeah, like so basically, a character ends up in a CG body and hasn't been in a CG body in the entire movie, and I think that's what makes it so obvious is the character wasn't fully CG for like the entire movie. I think it's kind of like um how Polar Express how Polar Express was like animated. But it's under that like uncanny valley where it just looks off, even though it's as realistic as it can possibly get. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It's more like um, it's just the shading wasn't right on the head replacement or head tracking or whatever. Like the shadows weren't right where the CG body meets the real body. Because I think he's the only character where his head and neck are still human. I think mm. that's what gives it away is the neck. Yeah, the, the shading would definitely be... Well, interesting. I mean, it's really, really technical, but I was not seen Alita Battle Angel. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it was kind of one of the blockbusters, I guess, last year, but it didn't do as well. I think they also planned a bunch of sequels. I doubt they would be happening uh, now because the movie didn't do so well uh, critically and commercially. But uh, yeah, Dakota, did you did you enjoy? I actually Alita? really enjoyed it, and considering it's a cyberpunk based movie, and I am currently playing through cyberpunk. It's mm-hmm. kind of very fitting to what I'm doing in real life. So. A <laughs> little bit less bugs in, in Alita. <laughs> yeah, just a little less buggy. And also, like, majorly less sexualized. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's super sexual. I, I bought it and I downloaded it. I didn't have time for, uh, to play it, um, but I, I'll, I'll check it out as well. Maybe, I think Lachlan might be playing it as well, so we might have a mini game review upcoming in uh, <laughs> yeah. the what we've been watching I mean, segment in the future. Very quickly turning into something like movies, so you could actually do uh, this style of thing for some games, I reckon. That is true, yeah. And I think for Cyberpunk especially, the narrative is kind of uh, a strong point in the focus. I, have, I haven't spoiled myself with, with anything yet. I haven't uh, checked yeah, it out, I've, but it, it looks intriguing. Spoilers, because I haven't actually finished the game yet, but I love the writing, character development, and everything in this game. But uh, yeah, thank you, Dakota. So last but not least, we have Jackson. Yeah, so I had Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, so I obviously knew that this wasn't from Dakota because it's not available in Australia unless, of course, NordVPN wants to help us out and sponsor us. Um, yeah, it was directed by Travis Knight. Um, so Cuba and the Two Strings, it's a 2016 stop motion gem of a film. Uh, I loved it. It was so beautiful. Shot-wise, just colors, vibrancy, um, composition. It was just all perfect, in my opinion. Um, so it's basically set in feudal Japan. It's about a boy whose eye is stolen by his grandfather. And he does magic origami with a banjo to combat him. He ventures with a man beetle and an anthropomorphic monkey to get some sick loot and armor and to kill his aunties. Uh, quick little fact as well. This film premiered at Melbourne International Film Festival. Uh, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize this was made in Australia. Um, and for those who haven't seen it, it's basically just, it's got major Coraline vibes. It's creepy it's action packs one word review it's just intriguing those antis are like legitimately scary by the way yeah it's like caroline i was like 
I was like, wow, I'm, uh, if I would have seen this as a kid, I would have been crying by now. <laughs> exactly. I know how, like... That's what I want out of my children's film. Yeah. I haven't actually yeah. seen the movie, but I'm super interested in stop motion. So I've seen a lot of the behind the scenes and stuff because I haven't actually been able to find where to watch the movie. So I don't know what to do without actually watching the movie. So I ended up renting this from uh, the YouTube store. And at the end of the film, they just show like a lot of behind the scenes work. Stop motion animation is crazy. Yeah. Like this it's like a 2016 film. It took like, I think two years for them to make it. And they were making like Paranorman at the time as well. So yeah. like super hectic. Oh, I didn't know that Travis Knight was also the director of um, last year's Bumblebee. Oh, I guess no, that was from 2018. Interesting yeah, progression there. Uh, but yeah, I I haven't seen Kubo and the Two Strengths, but I've heard like lots of good stuff about it for years. Well, I guess for four years. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to check it out as well. But it, yeah, I guess the easiest way, it's not as accessible on streaming services. So the easiest way to probably get it is through YouTube or Amazon just to rent it there. I don't uh, think it's on Amazon. Oh, yeah, it's not? It's on YouTube um, and it's also on like Google Store. But I think it's yeah. for US, you can view it on Amazon. Yeah, I think Netflix. the... No, no, I don't think it's... Uh, maybe it might be. The licensing is... So, Usually you can check with the <laughs> shouting out the pro subscription to Letterbox. You can check out the services that some like that films are available. Um, so it was it, made in Australia, and you can't watch it there. <laughs> so yeah. Funny. Yeah, it's pretty dodgy. Yeah. Also, the instrument he plays is called a shamisen. I think I'm pronouncing that completely incorrectly. And when they were <laughs> making the movie, they actually studied the instrument, and every time he plays it he does like all the correct hand movements and stuff to be playing it. Yeah, they did that with... Um... Coco. Yeah, Coco. Thank you. Mental work. Yeah, they did the exact same thing for that. Well, it's interesting to have a studio that exclusively does uh, like... Um stop motion and mainly mainly even clay animation i don't know if they they didn't move on to digital animation didn't they but they also did missing link a movie from last year that i'm not entirely sure if it's stop motion but it, i mean it kind of has that look but it also could be digital yeah but, it is. Um, yeah i just watched that yesterday i'm just waiting for them to bring back wallace and gromit mm, yeah I, I love wallace i grew up with wallace and gromit so I remember I used to have Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were-Rabbit, I think it was, where, um, spoilers, I can't remember which character is which, but one of the main characters is the Were-Rabbit. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time since the it's last, time, so last time I've seen it. Those are worthy of revisiting at some point. It's a drunk cast. <laughs> Everything can yeah. be a drunk cast, man. You just got to believe. You just got to believe. Uh, it's it's, it's hard because our next drunk cast, uh, actually, uh, for the people interested over on, on Patreon, will be on Songbird, the, um, the movie about COVID set in 2023. Um, got like shit on by critics so and just general audiences so i can't wait to check it out <laughs> i'm really excited to do that episode we should do it like a double episode though we should watch contagion and then watch songbird <laughs> watch a decent film and then a shitty one that would be <laughs> pretty fun yeah we, we you, might do something like that have you seen contagion i haven't like, no oh my god yeah, it would be first time watches for both of those. But yeah, does anyone have anything to add to round out our, I guess, Secret Santa film raffle edition? Uh, did you mention Cameron Diaz runs in heels in the snow? 
that is pretty impressive. How did I forget to uh, mention that when I was reviewing the film? <laughs> no, it is pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I guess, I think, terrible. again, as I said, I'm, I'm not uh, big on Cameron Diaz's acting, but uh, Matt, you are a fan, so Absolutely. I guess you should you should defend I, her. I hated the movie, though. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I guess I guess then we'll just move on and leave it at that. Okay. But, I mean, this this has been a fun experiment for the first time, kind of also integrating uh, some of our people over from the Discord. So thank you, Ruben and Matt, for joining us today. And uh, we'll definitely be doing this in the future. Uh, I, I, I thought this might be kind of a one-off thing, so I didn't say, yo, the theme is holidays and we have to stick to that, just because I thought oh, the more open, the easier it is. And we would have we wouldn't have to fight about what is a Christmas movie and what isn't. But for our next film raffle, which will be uh, I guess around the time in uh, what is it February when uh, Valentine's Day is, we'll do one that is exclusively rom com and romance. Oh yes, so that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be exciting. Good yeah, you're gonna Kelly. If I get you, I'll get you the gayest film possible. Okay. Yes, I'll manifest. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> uh but yeah looking forward to that maybe we'll have uh dakota and ruben back as well yeah we'll we'll see if we do these mega uh type mega stacked episodes with uh six or seven people on at the same time but um i guess if we queue up and go one after another then it, it works out fine quite well but uh, yeah, that wraps us up for today. So we got a Pixar bracket upcoming and then we're also doing a soul review. Maybe even Wonder Woman, we'll see. You can check us out over on our Discord. Join um, Matt and Ruben in chatting with us pretty much daily. We're pretty active on there. So definitely come over if um, you're interested in that. And we also got a Patreon. You get episodes early over on there. You get to participate in polls for upcoming episodes. Um, you also get an exclusive monthly Drunkcast show where Kelly usually appears when she doesn't appear on the main show. And uh, <laughs> you get separate Discord channels and roles over on our Discord. And on, on higher tiers, you even get Netflix parties and uh, full movie commentaries. Matt and Ruben, do you have anything to shout out on your end? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'll link I'll linked both of your guys' uh, letterbox down in the show notes. If anyone's interested, um, both of you uh, actually write full-on reviews over on uh, there that I, I like to read sometimes as well. So yeah, check it out if I don't know if you want to follow them. They're not <laughs> if you so like much, their words. They're not so much reviews. That's just jokes, basically. Hey, that's that's what I'm doing as well. Then uh, Dakota and Jackson, you got anything to shut up? Yeah, occasionally you can see me on Spotify. It's called the Quiet On Set Podcast. So be <laughs> sure to follow that. Thank you. Uh, you forgot about the Apple reviews that they should leave. And the Apple oh. reviews that you should leave. Yes. Thank you. Over on My Apple Podcasts. Apple review was a green granny smith. It was pretty nice. <laughs> Thank you, Dakota. All right, Kelly, do you have anything to shout out? Um, well, I have a Twitter account. Uh, wait, let me let me find the handle. I forgot the handle. <laughs> Um, wait, 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 I'm, I'm looking it it's, it's not like I'm going to leave this in anyways. I'm gonna wait, 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 um, so the Twitter account is set underscore quiet. So go follow me there. Thank you very much. <laughs> you don't even tweet from there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, definitely follow us there. We also got an Instagram, Quiet On Set Podcast. And you can follow us on Letterbox as well, Quiet On Set. All of us who are using Letterbox will also have their Letterbox um, linked down below. And that is it. Uh, we wish you happy holidays if you celebrate Christmas. Happy Christmas. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya. See you at the next round, Kaz. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> that was kind of scary at the end.